Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working with... An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Okay, everybody, Chuck Bonnell, Julie Hayden, True Straight Up here. On a beautiful Monday. That's right. The show brought to you by AmericaCitizenPress.com and Denver Senegenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. Hey, coming up at 3.30, we're going to have Holly Kaysen with the U.S. Election Integrity Plan.org coming up. They did, and the, the Democrats tried to stop them, a canvas of the voters in the 2020 election. What they did is, which is astonishing to me that no one else does this, um, they basically took the voter rolls, so what they thought people voted, right? They didn't ask them what they voted, but just did people vote, right? And they went and knocked on the doors and found out, was that voter there? Did that voter vote, et cetera, et cetera. And they found shocking, shocking news alert, um, some questions, abnormalities. And of course, the uh, corporate media attacked them and said, they should bring in the KKK Act uh, against them. <laughs> yeah, oh, and so it's ridiculous. So we're going to talk to Holly about that. Um, and once again, to me, it's astonishing that the state doesn't do that. The state doesn't even the state doesn't even deal with its the own state, voter rules. The state is crooked, right? <laughs> the state gives all of the voter information to a George Soros-backed organization, which maintains it. So more on that. But I wanted to start off with once again the situation in Ukraine. Um, Again, it's hard to always tell the truth, right? You hear one thing, then the other. But it appears that today Ukraine bombed one of its own cities. Well, but it's one of their own cities. That the Russian- by the Russians separatists, so they felt, hey, that's no problem. Those are just Russian-speaking Ukrainians who are happy to bomb them. Yeah, exactly. And people were killed and buildings were destroyed. Um, and you aren't really seeing much of that in the, in the corporate media. Well, no, I mean, you know, how much did you hear about uh, civilian casualties during the Iraq war, in which there are hundreds of thousands yeah, of them, like virtually none? Right. Um, <laughs> all you saw are precision weapons hitting uh, right. uh, military facilities. It's just a propaganda. War is a propaganda um, t- type of event, and and if you go to Fox, it's the same as CNN. If you go to some, even if you go to Al Jazeera, it's not a whole lot different. No, um, it just endlessly <laughs> the same thing. The brave Ukrainians, the stumbling, uh, just demoralized. Um, so uh, Russians, Russians are still going to probably win. I mean, yeah, everyone's still they're well, still going to win. And, and it just it just goes. But the stupid Republicans are like, but we need to go in and bomb everyone. And yeah. I mean, and I'm wondering if and then and then uh, Mitt Romney accuses Tulsi Gabbard because she points out uh, <laughs> about the bio labs that she's a treason treasonous person. Now, if somebody <laughs> would know about treasonous people, it's certainly It'd be Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, but it's just it's, the girls in the View are also saying they should be investigated. It's it's revolting to watch and here's the thing this is why be very very suspicious because when you've got facebook twitter all the social media groups Mm -hmm. right you you can go ahead and say we're going to kill russians but if you try to say anything bad about the ukrainians or question the official narrative about the ukrainians you get banned um and they're cracking down on that hard but anytime you have the democrats the rhino republicans the swamp republicans the the big tech companies and the media elite all lined up so hardcore on one side, I think you can rest assured that somehow or another it's screwing us, right? right. I mean, somehow or another, that's just the wrong side. Now, I'm not saying you need to be for Putin or something like that, but the bottom line, they have a reason. And I suspect that reason is what we've talked about before in the show, the new world order to try to fool us reset. into thinking, reset the whole economy, the world global economy, so they all can be in control of things and make a lot more money. And then also to, to let us know, look, you're just, first you had to sacrifice your business, your yeah, living, right. your yeah, family, yeah, your child for yeah. COVID. Well, now you must do all of that for the poor Ukrainians. Yeah. Right. So I don't buy it. One thing that is it was it, interesting. There are two articles in the paper, one by H.R. McMaster, who was um, the much praised uh, security advisor to Donald Trump, who was just a total tool. Right. Uh, totally sold him out. Worst pick ever. I think he got it from Chris Christie. Um, and he appointed um, uh, Fiona Hill. He appointed oh. Eric Chamilla. Was uh, was BFFs with Victoria Newland? Victoria no, I made Newland. that up. Well, they but, were okay. They, they all they all conspired together as neocons um, and as lefties. 
Um, and he said the Russians are in real trouble. Putin is particularly in real trouble. Then you read one from Scott Ritter, who was a UN inspector, uh, former Marine, who managed to uh, point out before the Iraq war that there were no weapons of mass destruction and everything else through, for which he was endlessly criticized and vilified by Fox and everyone else uh, and proven absolutely right. He, he said, you know, he studied Soviet tactics when he was in the Marines, and he said, this is what they do. They, they, they do not make lightning strikes. They make very much um, slow plotting, but, but ultimately effective uh, wars. Right. Uh, and that's what they're doing, that, you know, that they're all adrift, that uh, their morale is low. It's, you know, you have not the slightest idea if that's true or not, uh, but they seem to be gaining ground. So between the two, McMaster and uh, Scott Ritter, I would tend to give right. more credence to Scott Ritter. Well, and here's some of the comments. This is from Dr. Donna. Magic hands waves one here while the other hand is covering <laughs> something up. Um, from Jacob, many former Ukrainians are speaking out against Zelensky, yet that, that's not being reported. Nope. And if you do, you'll get banned. And from Charlene, um, when all the usual suspects are lined up together, watch out. What are they hiding that they have to destroy Ukraine in order to save? Um, and the more the majority of people with any sense, intelligence, don't believe what the media politicians, et cetera, are saying. Now, to the last point, Sandra, that's a great point. And there's some evidence to back that up. You look at the polls and, you know, Biden got a little bit of a bump after the speech, but I'm suspicious of that. But most people, like by an overwhelming majority, are not happy with the way he's handling the country, are not happy with the way he's handling Ukraine, are not happy with the way he's handling the border. So none of this has worked. Um, and I think people are getting a little tired of that. And here's what I'm going to of the whole tired is probably the wrong word. I think people wake up and even you and I talk about it and you say, is there anything new? And I'm like, whoops, I'm like, no. Um, the Daily Mail, which I love the Daily Mail, um, dailymail.com. It's- which is also been very pro-Ukrainian. Pro you, oh, completely pro-Ukrainian. Right. But it's a, it's a British website, right? Um, they have a lot of good stuff on there about Meghan and Harry sometimes. Because um, <laughs> they hate Meghan and Harry. But at any rate, they have been very pro-Ukrainian. And their whole website has been, boringly, all Ukraine, all Ukraine, all Ukraine. Well, today, for the first time, Ukraine was bumped from the first stop, from the first spot by, um, uh, it was replaced by, a, not, this is sad, but a billionaire heir was killed by a boat propeller, a yacht propeller, when he was trying to save his fiance. That was the big- Should have let her go. Yeah, that, that bumped Ukraine. And you go all the way down, and there are no Ukraine stories until you see this story about the Fox News correspondent, right. that Benjamin right. Hall guy, who apparently got injured. Um I assure you, the Daily Mail operates and solely determines, on yeah, determines its content solely on clickbait and clicks. So if they were still getting clicks on the Ukrainian stories, they'd be running the Ukrainian stories. The fact that they buried it there now it may go back up, but I think right, but there's only so many days in a row you can go there are civilian casualties in Ukraine uh, by the dastardly Russians. I mean, you've got to find out something new and. And, and at least different way of describing the same old thing, because they almost have no reporting from the ground. They almost have no real analysis of what's going on. Right. Um, claiming, you know, hey, they had an air base in Western Ukraine. Woo woo. Well, of course they did. I mean, U.S. hit every air base in all of Iraq. Right, right. Well, and this from Sandra, when they're being bombarded with the high cost of living, gas, groceries, etc., and this damn government wants to give billions of dollars to a foreign country that I don't believe it can trust, all BS, and that's why people have had enough. Um, and then Condo Rice from Charlene says no to Russian invasion. The only invasions allowed are those by the U.S. and Mideast <laughs> countries. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And again, I think, so I think the Biden administration, it isn't working. I think his it's, they're appearing, they're not making the hawks happy. The people who want to go to war, those people aren't happy. The people who don't want to go to war aren't happy. The Ukrainians aren't happy. Um, and, you know, in the meantime, Democrats once again, happy, though, it's they're, our they're, fault. It's your fault, you greedy American consumer, that prices are going up. Yeah, um, but Democrats are happy. I mean, at least well, it, it, it got them off all their insanity. And Biden got a small bump, but at least he, he got a bump, so he's happy. Yeah, and now Kareem to something else. One thing that was appeared in the um the conservative treehouse, um, and that guy just does a great job of connecting dots before we go to DeSantis, that kind of ties into all of this. Cause I don't know if you saw, but CNN on um, that Anna Navarro is 
calling on um, anybody who questions yeah. the, the Ukrainian yeah. narrative being handed down well, by the Tucker media. Carlson Tucker Carlson and Tulsi Gabbard investigated, investigated by, by the Department of Justice yeah. for, for terrorism. Now, here's where that ties in. Remember way back when, a few months ago, Nancy Pelosi basically expanded the arm of the Capitol Police right, to put right. in satellite offices around the country. Right. And you're asking yourself, why would Nancy Pelosi want to have satellite offices of the U.S. Capitol Police? Well, the reason is that the Nancy Pelosi is the person who controls the U.S. Capitol. And that she's happy to lie about it and say she doesn't. Right. It's, but she does. I mean, she's she, they, they at Congress bosses them around, right? The Department of Justice, you at least, if you want to spy on Tucker Carlson for being a terrorist, you have to jump through at least some, a little yes. bit of legal hoops, right. right? At least there's a little bit of protection there. But the Capitol Police don't, right? The Capitol right. Police don't need to subpoena you. They don't need to do this. So Nancy Pelosi, this is the conservative treehouse thing. The theory is that she wants to, and this is, I think, what the Democrats are positioning for, and this is why we need to be so careful, um, because everything is failing them, right? So the only thing they have then is control and arrest and search and seizure. And I think that's what they're suggesting Nancy Pelosi wants to start positioning the U.S. Capitol Police to do. So you may not have the FBI come knock on your door, but but you're going to have the Capitol Police, the Washington, D.C. Capitol Police, who don't really have any actual legal authority to deal with you, right, can certainly harass you and make you jump through their hoops too. So watch out for that. Um, Cause I think that's the thing they're going to do. They have to continue silencing people. We've seen it get totally out of control now. And you know, Donald Trump's true social. I don't know about you guys. I'm still waiting to get on. I hope that it works. Um, they've said it's not going to be ready. Don't freak out until the end of March. It's going to take us at least that long. Um, but we need something like that because I think right. they're slowly right. but surely canceling things. Well, it's 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 great. Sanders says D.C. police went into Republicans' offices right. and copied documents, learning much more about January six Ray D.C. police. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Right, under Ron DeSantis, the ray of hope. Right, the ray well, of he, hope. He is tremendous. He is absolutely tremendous, and he's he doesn't back down from the culture wars, which most Republicans are, are totally dastardly about. Um, and so they had the. The parental rights bill, that's the name of the bill in Florida, in, in Florida, which said you can't teach gender identity materials, transgender theory and everything else to kindergarten or third grade. And even um, Myers said that, that you know, Seth Myers. No, no. Uh, bill Myers. OK. Oh, uh, Bill Myers. Myers. Said that, uh, yeah, that's doesn't seem to be appropriate to reform you, right? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, let's back up. Why is anyone having any kind of discussion about sex with kindergartners through third graders? I mean, as a parent, because they want to groom them. Well, that's no, exactly, why. but I mean, it's in it's a pro, it's inappropriate to have any kind of conversation <laughs> about sex with the kindergartner. I mean, if you're a kindergarten teacher and you've got some kindergartner asking you about sex, to me, the appropriate response is, you know what, that's something to talk about your parents, and then you. I mean, you know, they send a note home to the parents when the kid bumps his head. You certainly think they could have a form to say, hey, look, we need to talk to you about this question came up. Right. But, but you- so the, the Democrats and they are the masters of, of, of word I and mean, they really are. And so they said, we'll call it the don't say gay bill. And that's all they ever called it. In fact, that's all anybody had knows about to do it. it. There's nothing in that at all about no, it. But it doesn't matter because they say, hey, that's catchy. That'll work. Everybody will adopt it. And Republicans often do. Um but it was great about Ron DeSantis as he kind of fails to or refuses to play along with their games. And let's play that first clip where a reporter is questioning about the don't say. Wait, no, about. no, no. There's a better one yet to show no, you. Not. Yes. Oh, OK, OK. okay. To, to, Chuck, I'm the one. Don't, well, um, I'm the one who gave you the sound bites. What are you he talking did. about? Chuck found him. But but I don't want to confuse Thomas. So to show you how like crazy. The Democrats are okay. To show you how crazy the Democrats are, this is a video clip of the Demo- some Democrat legislators in Florida. And again, the bill has there's nothing in the bill about don't say gay. That nothing like but that. Somebody at all. invented that, which is they a good invented move. that and they pushed it. So Thomas, if we could please play, this is this will shock you. The legislators' clip, please. Now, someday, some 
you know, that's going to be in some time capsule somewhere and some culture from outer space or something that's going to look at that and go, what the frick? No wonder the society destroyed itself because well, those are our lawmakers. Those are number one. Forget the fact that it doesn't have anything to do with the truth. But what the frick? Right. I mean, these are lawmakers. I mean, it's like they're like a bunch of like, I don't know what, 13 year old girls or something saying a word you're not supposed to say. I mean, that's appalling. Well, I'm to me. sure if you put a time capsule in from Sodom and Gomorrah, probably something right. similar happened uh, where all the politicians said, yeah, let's go gay. That's right. And this from Sandra Greed, Julie, this is satanic to me hearing creepy things about that, too. It's just, you know, and Charlene, the co- cobble obsessed with sex probing in the schools to what end? We're going to get that for a second. But here's the thing. Ron DeSantis when the when the reporters because reporters are just such pieces of you know what anymore they're not reporters right they're they're puppets we should call them puppets anymore when the puppets in the the corporate media question Ron DeSantis um th- th- you know they immediately start calling it this the don't say gay bill not the parental rights bill not the sex ed bill nothing like that the don't say gay bill so if we could please play the DeSantis bill because he and his this. reported he could fit very well in the channel nine here oh. Right. Evan, I forget his last name. Okay, so we could play the DeSantis soundbite, too. Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill, because you are pushing false narratives. It doesn't matter what critics say. For who? For, for grades pre-K through three. So five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds. And um, the idea that you wouldn't be honest about that and tell people what it actually says, it's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives. And so we disabuse you of those narratives. And we're going to make sure that parents are able to send their kid to kindergarten without having some of this stuff injected into their school curriculum. Now, look at how tricky the reporter tried to use it or the puppet tried to do it. He tried to say, critics say. There's no critics saying that. The critics are the Democrats. The critics are the activists. The critics are the media themselves. It's like critics say, because they want to ask it and they they want to push this agenda. And Charlene, it all goes, and you're absolutely right. Why do they want to push this agenda? And I haven't totally figured out. I mean, I think there's several two parts, big ones. And Chuck, what do you think? One is I think they want to, to um, make sure that the teachers union and the education uh, establishment controls education because that's when they start indoctrinating kids at that young age. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they want to make sure they control. The other thing is I think they want to make sure that parents are so shamed and parents know they're going to be destroyed. And we've seen that happen in Douglas sure. County, what they sure. do to parents who try to speak up The parents just shut up. Right. And the other thing I think they want to do is I think they want to just on a broader level, they want to destabilize the family and they want to make you say things that, you know, aren't true, because if they can make you say things that, you know, aren't true, if they can make you be quiet about things that, you know, aren't true, they just push that a little bit every single time. Right. And now people, you know, don't even talk about masks. You can't even say masks don't work. And they're like, oh. I mean, what do you think? What a big liar. You know, they're, they're great at words. They're great at everything else. It's great that DeSantis really pointed him out and really humiliated him there. And then he can go back on his anchor desk. And, and No, they uh, don't do that, right? They, 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 they criticize him then mm-hmm. and they do more critics say. Mm-hmm. But there are no, when to say critics say, the appropriate thing would be to say Democrats say, right? I mean, you see that happen all the time in the media where, where they'll have somebody criticizing something. And then it turns out that person is an activist, a paid activist on the other side. So go ahead and interview that person if you want, but make it clear that it's not just some random off the street person that you happen to stumble on. Of anything, uh, but then Disney came in. Uh, Disney had been um, quiet about it. Um, Disney was just in Orlando, which is in Orlando. Um, Eric Eisner, um, the former president, Michael, was there, Michael Eisner, Chuck, Chuck, Eric Chuck did not get the. Well, he's not not brain fog there. Okay, go ahead. Um, had it was very left wing and, and brought the the uh, Disney to the left wing. Um, and the latest CEO claimed that he wanted to be non political. Uh, guess not. Um, since uh, he came out, apologized at a stockholders meeting, saying we apologize for apprehending going behind the scenes to oppose the bill and were out there publicly. But he'd called Ron DeSantis 
And DeSantis agreed to, was, was receptive and agreed to meet with him and a small group of representative delegates from the gay community uh, that are employees of Disney. Um, and Ron DeSantis did not back down. All right, so if you could please play the Disney soundbite, Thomas. So here's what I can tell you. Uh, in the state of Florida, uh, we are not going to allow them to inject transgenderism into kindergarten. First graders shouldn't have uh, woke gender ideology imposed in their curriculums. And that is what we're standing for because we're standing for the kids and we're standing for the parents. Uh, And I can tell you this, the chance that I am going to back down from my commitment to students and back down from my commitment to parents' rights simply because of fraudulent media narratives or pressure from woke corporations the chances of that are zero. Yeah. <laughs> when you have companies that have made a fortune off being family friendly and catering to families and young kids, you know they should understand that parents of young kids do not want this injected into their kids' kindergarten classroom. Uh, They do not want their first graders to go and be told that they can choose an opposite gender. That is not appropriate for those kids. And so if you're family-friendly, understand uh, the parents who are actually raising families want to have their rights respected. And I also think that you have companies like a Disney that are going to say and criticize parents' rights. They're going to criticize the fact uh, that we don't want transgenderism in kindergarten and first grade classrooms. If that's the hill that they're going to die on, then how do they possibly explain lining their pockets with their relationship from the Communist Party of China? Because that's what they do, and they make a fortune, and they don't say a word about the really brutal practices uh, that you see over there at the hands of the CCP. And so in Florida, our policy is going to be based on the best interest of Florida citizens, not on the musing of Well, Well, that's a 1% Republican. I mean, you know, the 1% being very few um, that are willing to stand up and not apologize and not, and not just back down. Um, you know, we have so many Republicans here in Colorado, uh, from the minority leader in the Senate into minority leader in the House, um, who just want to give in to Democrats. You have nothing to cheer for, nothing to stand up and, and be proud of. And, and, uh, we need more Ron DeSantis in the world, but I don't think there are very many of them. Hey, we've got, we got a bunch of comments. We'll get to those. We've got Sherry from Lakewood online too. Hey, Sherry, happy Monday. Hi. Thank you for calling us. Hi. I wanted to go back to your first topic of the Ukraine real quick. Sure. Um, I, I wanted to bring up that Putin claimed one of the reasons that Russia invaded Ukraine was to eliminate the Nazis in that country. Uh-huh. Um, there's been some recent FBI documents that reveal considerable coordination between the neo-Nazi organizations based here in the United States and the Ukraine Guard, which I guess it's a neo-Nazi militia known as Azov Battalion. Right. Uh-huh. So the House of Representatives voted on Wednesday to pass a $1.5 trillion omnibus spending bill that includes $13.6 billion in aid to the U- Ukraine and the European allies. Uh-huh. Well, according to those leaked FBI documents, U.S. taxpayers' funds were funneled to the Azov Battalion as part of a scheme to destabilize the West and inflame racial tensions. Ah. The Azov Battalion, a Ukraine neo-Nazi organization, has ties to the Charlottesville rioters, to Antifa, and it's even reported that some of that element of that group showed up on the January 6th at the Capitol. Wow. Well, you know, I have, Sherry, you know, thank you for that information. I hadn't seen that. I mean, and and I know that you talk about the money 
that's, uh, you know, today, all of a sudden, we all love Ukraine. And like you keep saying, we eat orange and blue cookies. Um, but, you know, the Ukraine, if there was a time when they were very corrupt. The Clintons funneled money there, the Biden, funneled money out of there, the Biden. So, and there was a lot of corruption there. And a lot of, I think, stuff going on with Victoria Nuland and the State Department that was, as you said, sort of aimed at destabilizing things. And I think they were laundering money through there. Um, and yeah, I mean, it t- typical Democrat, right? They kind of hand out money to create destabilized situations with one hand, then condemn it on the other hand. And, and collect then, money. And then, cancel, and then cancel you if you try to talk about it. So good point. Exactly. And something else, in um, December 2021, the UN, the entire UN voted on an anti-Nazi resolution. There was only two countries that objected. One was America, and one was the Ukraine. Now, huh. America says, well, of course, because of free speech. So right. just recently, Biden's Surgeon General has launched a crusade to purge dissent. He orders right. big tech to provide info to the federal government on those spreading COVID misinformation, election. Oh, yeah. And, right. and I'm sure it's going to be war misinformation very soon. Oh, I think you're right. All right, Sherry. Hey, thank you for the call. Nice. Appreciate it. Oh, and Dr. Donna, did I say orange and blue cookies? Mm-hmm. That was for Russell, Russell Wilson. No, I meant yellow and blue cookies. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, and I think it's important, too, to note. I mean, remember how everybody made fun of Putin saying, oh, there are Nazis in Ukraine? Well, there are. I mean, it's different, I think, than what we think of Nazis as. And they've been there for a long time, and there are different historical reasons. But I mean, that's typical Democrat stuff, sort of like with, you know, again, back to the Ron DeSantis thing and the school kids thing. Um, I mean, just think of the stuff they're pushing that if you try to, like, say, have a stripper do kindergarten readings and things like that, you certainly couldn't do that. Right. They'd be all oh, that's bad. But somehow or another, if it happens to be the different kind of sex that the, the Democrats want to push, then that's OK. And it well, doesn't matter. Long as it's, it's a transgender stripper it's okay well yeah i mean it's Drag just queens, and, and again else. and ron DeSantis, i think is totally correct in that that belongs you know to parents parents should be talking about that um and i'm sure if somebody wants to have a school that talks about it at a private school they can but i think most parents if you were to give a survey and say do you want your kindergartner being taught about transgender um sex you would be like no i don't want my kindergartner being taught at school about any sex i mean there is a time when And I did a whole series of stories, and I cannot tell you how disturbing that whole pedophile world is and how, I mean, I'm going back 20, 30 years, right? And, and even back then, they would talk about how they were mainstream, they were just misunderstood, and it was really love. Uh, and even in the prisons, it used to surprise me, you could get, it was called NAMBA, the National Association Man of Man, Boy. Nam, Man, Boy. Nam, Man Boy Lovers, okay? And you could get that in prison because it was a f- protected thing. And it was just, it was child pornography. And they try to hide it under this, under this guise of wokeness. And it's just, it, it, it's wrong and it's evil. And I, I guarantee you they have an agenda. And somehow or another, it's just become totally mainstream. And, and somehow you're wrong if you say, well, I don't want my kindergartner being sexualized. I don't want my kindergartner being taught. I don't want them talking about sex in kindergarten. And all of a sudden now you're the bad parent and you have no right to do that. And you're a terrorist if you say that. So thank God, as you said, for Ron DeSantis, really. Yeah, it's it's he's one of the few people you didn't hear anybody um, from the Republican side standing up in these culture wars other than Trump and DeSantis. You get Lindsey Graham, you get uh, oh, Mitt Romney, others just wanting to have a third world World War Three on their hands, uh, which they're not going to be fighting. No, and this from Leo. If you can teach that to kindergartners, does that mean I can tell my neighbor that he can keep his Tracy Lord's VHS tapes? They're probably worth something now, Leo. When you think of it, you should try to get him to send them to you and you can make money. Yeah, I think I see Holly there. Holly, is that you? And are you ready? I don't want to surprise you. <laughs> if you could turn your audio on. Hey, we have joining us today, Holly Kaysen from the U.S. Election Integrity Plan.org um, organization, talking about a report that you guys put out. So first, Holly, hey, it's nice to see you. I've talked to you on the phone many times. Um, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Can you hear me all right? We, we can, can hear you all right. Fine. Um, Perfect. 
So I read the report and I mean, I, I noticed that it's not all over the Denver Post, Colorado politics, places, Sun. Colorado Sun, places like that, um, Channel 9. Um, but we're talking about it mm-hmm. because you guys did a great job at raising questions um, that, that need answers. And, and rather than being attacked for, for trying to get the answers, I think people should be trying to answer them. Um, but what, I'm just going to let you explain what did you guys do and what did you find here in Colorado about the 2020 election? Okay, so uh, for folks who don't know, the U.S. Election Integrity Plan is a nonpartisan, um, 100% volunteer organization. I mean, we're we're an association. We don't take any donations. We don't raise any funds, nothing. It's 100% volunteer. So when I say organization, I really mean association. And um, last spring... Uh, a bunch of us decided that we needed to canvas the state of Colorado to find out um, what was happening with the elections in 2020. Now, the reason we attacked this problem in the way that we did is because we had a whole bunch of data and um, data analysts basically explaining that the data isn't matching up. There's something wrong and it's unexplainable. So um, these folks came together and a lot of them have a background, professional background in uh, designing and um, structuring processes and analysis. So we had um, PhD mathematicians, we had statisticians, we had corporate trainers, we had um, software engineers. You know, it was this amalgamation of these volunteers coming together to design the canvassing program from start to finish. And we started with the goal in mind, which was whatever evidence we found, we wanted it to be able to hold up in court. Okay. So, and that, so what you did is basically you had voter roles, so to speak, that said Julie Bonniewell voted. It didn't say how I voted, but it said she voted from this ad, you know, this is a registered address and she voted in the 2020 election. And essentially what you did is you went and knocked on doors, right? And said, do you live here? Is this you? And did you vote? Right? Basically. That's, that's basically it. So we did take uh, the secretary of state's own data Right, right. And we did a special kind of statistical sampling so that it allowed us in our canvassing to be able to make uh, statistical assertions for the entire state of Colorado. And you're right. We did not ask anybody who they voted for. We asked how they voted for. It was very simple questions. It was just validating the Secretary of State's own data. So it was the voter name, uh, their address, uh, political affiliation, and um, whether they voted in person or by mail. That's all it was. And, and what did you find? What did you find? Well, (laughs) um, this may be the explanation for why uh, this report isn't all over the Denver Post and why Jenna Griswold is hiding from this report and people aren't talking about it, because we found some uh, staggering results that are absolutely shocking and should shock every Colorado voter. I don't care if you're an independent, Republican, Democrat, Green libertarian. These are our elections and elections are a nonpartisan issue. So what we found is uh, right around uh, one out of every 10 voters in Colorado was affected by um, election anomalies or irregularities. Now that's a huge number. If we're going to extrapolate that across the state, we're looking at hundreds of thousands of voters. And when you say affected by specifically, what do you mean? Well, we found uh, certain categories of anomalies, right? They kind of broke out into a few specific categories. Now I can go through some of these. First is uh, fake voters, right? Voters did not cast a ballot, but the Secretary of State's uh, managed records show a ballot was cast in their name. And let me push, clarify, not push, but clarify that. So what happened is, is you went and knocked on the door and you said, hey, Julie Bonniewell, um, you know, the secretary of state's office shows that you cast a ballot. And I say, no, I didn't. Right. And I mean, that's essentially that's what you're exactly talking about. You asked, you directly asked the voter, did you vote? And the voter said no. And you're like, well, it says here that you did. Okay. And, and of your 10 percent, how many would that be? Well, we're looking at between 210 and 462,000 voters. Wow. So wait, between 210 and 400, 
So even in the low site voters that there was a ballot cast in their name. Oh, I'm sorry for that particular. uh, I don't have the stats on that particular anomaly, but that was the number one. Number one. Okay, yeah, so one is so number yeah. one category you had is where people and I know you have a heart out at, at 45 too, but <laughs> so 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 tell me if we don't. So one category was people who would somebody somebody voted for them, but it was not them. What were some of your other categories right. of anomalies? Well, there were lost votes. Um, the voter did cast a ballot, but records show that there was no ballot cast. Mm. Okay. So somebody's votes didn't count there. And that that was really upsetting to quite a few people because they were sure that they voted. Now, did you break that down to party affiliation at all or did you not go there? Um, I think in the actual report, there is a breakdown of those numbers. The okay. In the actual Colorado report where you can download it from USCIP.org, you can actually see, see all the stats yourself. And if you have any further questions about it, just submit them to USCIP.org and we'll uh, dive deeper into the data. Okay. Tell us about some of the other anomalies. Okay. So we had illegal votes. And those are uh, votes where the voter did not live at the address indicated at the time of the 2020 election. Was it possible when they dropped the ballot in and then moved? Uh, It may be possible, but um, the number of votes that that happened to was uh, well outside what you would expect for people moving all of a sudden in in elections. I mean, we started canvassing in the spring um, and election day, elections were in November. So it wasn't, you know, a year later where we were looking at that information. It was a few months later. Okay. But are there any other categories? Yep. We have voter data manipulation where the voters' party affiliation changed without their authorization. Now, that personally happened to me because I was trying to register to be an election judge in Boulder County, and I was working with um, some of the people who were training. You have to get approved right. uh, to be a election judge or a poll watcher. And so you have to have your party listed and um, mine kept changing and I couldn't get it back to the one that I needed to be able to be qualified. I had no idea at that time what was happening. Now that I see this, I'm one of those people. And I was also a person who got multiple ballots in the mail in different counties. Wow. Okay. So talk about some of your other anomalies then, or is that Okay, so then um, there was voter database manipulation. Now, this is what's interesting. And Chuck, this might get to the point that you were uh, getting at earlier. The voter did not reside at the documented address in the voter database at the time of canvassing. But months after canvassing, the voter was then registered at the same address in the database. So what happened essentially there is the voter was not registered at that address, and then they came back and were added back in. And that suggests there's uh, malfeasance. Um, Let's explain a little bit more. I'm kind of confused. What, so what? T- walk me through how that would have, what that says. Right. That really has to do with the um, score system and the voter uh, registration database. So what that means is at one point, um, Ballots were sent out to people at these addresses. Okay. Right? And um, the the voter didn't reside at that address in the voter database at okay. the time of canvassing. But then the voter was then registered back at that address. So there was data being moved out and pushed back in. And this we found through um, big data analysis. Okay. So um what what happened here is inexcusable and what the county clerks what Jenna Griswold is going to say and what the county commissioners are going to say is our elections pass the RLA there's no way that anything could happen because our our elections were certified they passed the right. RLA everything's good but what they're missing is the fact that the RLA is not designed to catch any of these anomalies. The only thing the RLA can do is um, 
for sure tell that the tabulator counted the right Right, the, that it was counted correctly, but you don't have. So once the ballots are actually at this, and that's been my thing too. It's like once the ballots are actually at the clerk's office or something like that, and they're being counted, they say, well, they were counted correctly. And that's what everybody will say. So it's a big lie, but it's like, well, wait a minute. The big question is from the time the ballots were mailed, where they were mailed, how they were filled out, who filled them out, and then how they were returned. I mean, and they like to pretend that there are no questions. Well, so I imagine then you guys called up Jenna Grizzle and said, hey, Jenna, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we've got not saying anything there, but they're just some anomalies. And she said, oh, my God, guys, thank you for that information. I'll get right on it. Is, is that what happened? Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Jenna Griswold has not returned any of our requests for um, answers, interviews, anything like that. So we're assuming that, you know, she knows what's going on with this report and they're dodging it. The other person, um, an organization that has a lot to answer for is the Colorado County Clerks Association headed up by executive director, Matt Crane. Oh, he's been trumpeting and he's a Republican supposedly. Doesn't he's his been- wife work for Dominion though? Did for 17 years. Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. And, um, he, he is also, you know, knee deep in getting, uh, a lot of extra kickbacks and and um, extra employment through um, companies that that are basically a conflict of interest for right. him. We can go into that later, but um, uh, Crane has been talking about how our elections are the gold standard. In fact, last August he appeared side by side with Jenna Griswold at one of her press conferences, where she had just found out that uh, uh, Tina Peters had made. Um, forensic copies of the Mesa County data, the election records, the full, full backup. Right. And, and he sat there saying, yep, everything's fine. It's a gold standard. And I think there's a point where he has something to answer for too, because he's influencing all of the Colorado County clerks. And what we know that's coming out of that organization is, hey, don't worry what the citizens are saying. They don't know anything about your job and how elections go. Well, that's not true. That's right. a complete lie. People, well, as a practical it, matter, you've got the, I guess, the leading Republican running um, for uh, Secretary of State belonged to George Soros funded and Pofel uh, um, running it, uh, the CTIT, Central Technology. No. Yep. The Center for Tech and Civic Life. Yeah, Yeah. Pam Anderson, I broke that story in January of 2021. Now, it's gotten worse since then because she has scrubbed her LinkedIn profile. She doesn't show that she was part of CTCL. She doesn't show that she's part of an organization or she was a director of an organization down in Georgia that had to do with... um, the same kind of activity that the CTCL did with this um, influencing elections through uh, NGOs. And what's most interesting about that um, organization in Georgia is that the founder of it, a fellow board member, is David um, Becker. And you'll start hearing that name more and more. He was the one who was a founder of ERIC which is going to be proven to be um, shown to be a very nefarious group that. um, Well, they're the ones that it's a Soros, originally Soros founded organization that we now pay for. Talk about a con job. And um, that basically Jenna Griswold doesn't purge or control or do anything to keep track of the voter rolls. This George Soros founded organization does. And so, and then anyone who tries to look at it, they're told you can't look at this. Well, let me ask you, Holly, because I know. She owns that. But you also have people like the former chairman of the um, Republican Party and Congressman Ken Buck saying it's a gold standard. How do you ever hope to correct things when you have Republicans who are just as much in the fix uh, as the Democrats? Yeah, that's actually, you hit the nail on the head. The thing is, is it's no longer Republicans versus Democrats. It's the people versus the uniparty, the establishment, the people who are fighting to keep the status quo because they've secured their spot in it for some reason, whether it's power, whether it's social cred, whether it's money. I mean, it's, it's dirty to the core. And that's where people have to start figuring out that you can't necessarily 
necessarily vote straight ticket anymore. You've got to do your research to figure out because look, you know, we're going to have potentially um, Jenna Griswold versus Pam Anderson and, and hopefully Tina Peters, Peters defeats um, uh, Pam Anderson in the The primary primary. Yes. Because the, the problem is, is, it's Grizz, it's uh, Soros R versus Soros D. They win either way. And that's a strategy that a lot of um, investors use in Silicon Valley. They take all of, all of the companies in a certain category and they spread their money around. They bet on all of them because they want to win in the category. So I think this is going to be a story that's going to be coming up over the next month or so of how many other uh, Soros funded Republican candidates are uh, running in uh, for Secretary of State in other states against Soros-funded Democrats. That's the wow. best way wins, I can think that they are going to try to hold on to power and this and this uh, the situation where they they win at every turn. Well, Holly, let me ask you final question. I mean, I know you have a blog site. Do you want to promo? Are you still doing stuff on that, or are you so busy with the election integrity plan? I am. I still have um, Holly at altitude.com and my articles are up there. I'm not writing as much as I used to, but I'm going to be um, firing up a few more pieces. Some of them are in draft form, but where you can get the most news and get involved is with useip.org. That's where the action is really happening. And I wanted to let everybody know that now on the heels of this report is a full campaign for how to create change in your community. So go to USEIP, sign up, and find folks that are working on this in your local area and join them. It's time everybody get off the couch. And this is this is the exact time that we finally have proof of what happened in Colorado. And it's and it's time to hold our elected officials accountable. At the very least, they owe us investigations and answers. Exactly. All right, Holly, thank Holly. you so much. You appreciate it. And we'll have you back as this rolls out. Okay, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, you guys, that's U.S. Election Integrity Plan. Now, be careful. There's a U.S. Election Integrity Project, which is a whole different thing. Oh, really? Okay. Right. So, you want to go to U.S. Election Integrity Plan or USEIP.org, and you can get the more information there. Well, to me, and what I think they did a great job of in this report, because we've read it, um, is, you know, they don't get into saying this or that about it. They just say, here's what we found. We don't know. Maybe the citizens were lying to us. We, we don't know. All we know is when we went and knocked on doors, we found this many people who said this, and it was a it was you know contrary to what was said by the election rules. It seems to me again, it's astonishing to me that we don't do that anyway. That there should be an audit. You'd think before saying something was the gold standard that you would want some evidence to back it up. And when somebody presents you some evidence to the contrary, you'd think, well, shoot, maybe we need to get to the bottom of that rather than trying to well, trash. Yeah, we didn't have time to ask her, but you know, I don't, I don't see uh, Christy Burton Brown promoting this, and and. Uh, she says she's interested in election integrity, but this is really something which you'd really appreciate if you had another source came in and say, well, that's true, but, 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 but. Right, but, exactly. But. I mean, there could very well be, and I'll give, I'll say this, there could very well be good explanations for all of that, right? There, there could very well be, but the question, but the issue is no one's trying to find out, right? You have these groups of citizens who said, here, we have all these bodies and they're like, ah, oh, there's no bodies there. You know, that's your stupid people and you're racist and, and you're, you're a terrorist and insurrectionist. And now we're going to ban you. Um, <laughs> in that order. In that order. I mean, you'd think to me, these are legitimate questions. And when Dave Williams and Patrick Neville and those guys at the legislature tried to put forth a bill to audit, some of the election results, they said no. And Jenna Griswold then flat out issued a policy saying there could be no audits. Like if you worked for a company that said there can be no audits, right? Like I'd be like, well, that's if, if, there, if you said to the IRS, there can be no audits, you know, the IRS yeah. would be like, well, I think we want to audit you, right? Yeah, right. It's like, if you're saying it's illegal for yeah. me to even audit you, but because I mean, that's astonishing that what they found that people who lived in an address where a ballot was cast and they said, well, I didn't cast that ballot, which obviously raises a question. Well, then who did? Right. Um, or that that and I think the whole motor 
voter thing. It's it's just a disaster waiting to happen where you just automatically mail ballots out to whatever address and there's no purging ever, right? There's no. And so then the person goes and registered over here where you got ballots being mailed all over the place. place, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's It's like, it's sickening. It is. And I think, so thank you to them for doing that. And I encourage everybody to go look at it. And again, that's the kind of thing when you talk to people who say, oh, that's the big lie. There was no steal. It's like, I'm not saying it was stolen. I'm not saying anything, but you cannot say that there aren't questions about it. You cannot say. Well, it's slowly coming out in Wisconsin, Dr. Grableman or Mr. Grableman, um, you know, Supreme Court justice went out and and found enormous fraud. I didn't have another question I wanted to ask Holly about the voting from from nursing homes. And we know that occurred because of fraudulent voting from nursing homes, because we had people who worked in nursing homes call us and tell us it was true. Um, so it's amazing stuff, but really I need to thank her for an enormous amount of work. And of course she got attacked as any good citizen does. So if you don't get attacked, you're not doing the right thing. You know, and we have, we have time for a quick call. I think we've got Johnny from Denver online too. Hey, Johnny, thank you for calling. We got about a minute. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, this morning, um, Amy, uh, she was, uh, I guess that's her name. She was on a show and she said that, uh, something she said, something similar to what Priscilla said when she was running, saying, well, you want to be a part of these organizations and you just don't want all uh, left-wing people there. You want to represent the Republicans. Uh, sounds kind of kind of feasible that, that you want to be a part, you want to be at the table. So right. now she's, she's, she's throwing that into the pot. And, of course, she's, she's saying, oh, Priscilla, she got she did the same thing so why you know so now it it mutters the the, the pot so what, what do you guys think about her answer to why she was she's a part of this source or not source um Zuckerman um nonprofit oh, funded you know I, you know, I, to be honest, I don't know. We'll have to research that, and we're, we're kind of running out of time, so we can um, we can talk uh, about yeah, that later. I think, I think it's it's BS. It's a left wing organization run by David Puff that was um, engaged in an enormous amount of uh, potential fraud, including Wisconsin. They were accused of bribing officials and everything else. So you want to be sitting at the table for bribing of officials? Um, you're sitting at the table at what? Uh, what are you contributing to? Uh, you contributing to the left wing uh, stealing elections, and she was part of that. So I found it a pathetic uh, answer, and, and she knows it's pathetic because she took it off her website. <laughs> there you go, oh, hey, Johnny. Oh, okay, All right, thank, you. <laughs> thank you for that. Hey, well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you to the great guys at BBS Radio. Thank you to everybody on Zoom. Um, you can catch the shows um, on the podcast and on Rumble. Just go to chuckandjulie.com. There are links there. Um, and thank you very much to Holly and the work that they do there, too. And you aren't going to see that everywhere, but we promise you we will keep on top of it and just present the information. You can make of it what you will, but at least you'll have the information. Well, at least you'll have uh, one side. If you want to get the other side, you can go to the Denver Post or the Rocky Mountain News or 710 KNUS or anything else. But um, it's more fun when you when you get different sources of information. That's right. And then the Capitol Police will be knocking on your door. Yeah. <laughs> I was hey, we'll see you all on Wednesday, everybody. Everybody have a great week.